Podcasters assemble. Welcome, everybody, to Marvel Vision, the common man's MCU podcast. We are back after a week hiatus. We have a new show to talk about. It is The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, we are very excited to talk about that. But first, we have to introduce ourselves because you guys don't quite know who we are yet. My name is Joe. I am I am the uh, host here of Marvel Vision. And with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, fellow Marvel long-haired friend, much like Bucky Barnes and MCU. <laughs> it is Michael Pulaski. Michael, how are you, man? I, I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Here. Uh, and with us always is our hydration specialist. He's been he's been working overtime this week. It is Brian Ortman. Brian, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Joe. Happy Absolutely. to be here and talk about the new show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course we have the costume designer. It is Jenny Ortman Ne Kirsch. Jen, how are you? Uh I'm just, you know, living the dream. Absolutely. And, of course, last but not least, he was able to get another one-show contract. It is Tim the Tatman Ortman. That's that's copyright, I should say. <laughs> Tim Ortman, how are you? I am feeling fucking awesome, man. Yes. Uh, what um, a great Saturday. So I'm going I'm, I'm to warn our listeners now. We have been hanging out for the first time in person since November. And we we are a little inebriated. We've been sitting out in the sun, so we we may sound a little little less uh, coherent. But that's Maybe okay. Maybe this will make us sound more coherent. It's we very not it's very possible. Uh, I apologize for the echo. We're working through technical stuff. Just deal with it. Um, anyway, so like I said, we are here to talk about episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, a solid introductory episode. I think this helps me not think too much about this like WandaVision did. So it'll be good to like have a nice, just simple show to watch and enjoy. Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kind of similar, you know, I want to give a kind of a rundown since it's been a week. So, you know, we kind of just go through kind of scene by scene of the episode, talk about in depth a little bit more of what we picked up on, some things that we that we're maybe thinking about, maybe questions we have about it. As we get through, we have we ask some questions. Uh, when it comes to this show, as opposed to WandaVision, it's a little bit more straightforward. So we maybe don't have it as many theories as possible, as much as I tried to fit Mephisto in there. Um, we, we, could, we could certainly get some clickbait. If we want. Um, but before we do that, let me inter- introduce our sponsor this week. It is Revolution Brewing Everyday Hero. It's a session IPA. 4.3% ABV. It's a smooth tropical uh, IPA, and it's delicious. Let me uh, crack it open. For a minute there, I thought we were listening to the Beer Bros pod. Uh, yeah, that's that's my my friend Joe. He does a podcast, The Beer Bros, and you should listen to him. He sounds exactly like me. But anyway, let's get to the episode here. Uh, so we start off, we get a quick little shot of Sam... He's getting ready for something, which I think we can all probably assume is Steve Rogers' funeral. Uh, yeah. When we last saw Steve Rogers, uh, he was a very old man on a bench at um, Avengers Campus, and he was passing off the shield to Sam. Uh, and we get kind of that 
last bit of dialogue from Sam and uh, Steve Rogers, the, you know, how does, how does the shield feel? It feels like it's someone else's. Steve reassures him. It's it not, isn't. It it's isn't. It's yours. Um, but Right. And, you know, we kind of get a little hint as to probably what the show is dealing with, with Sam and him saying, you know, kind of just feeling this isn't his mantle. Yeah, it's an identity crisis. He doesn't right. identify as Captain America. He hasn't, he hasn't earned it yet. Right, right. Um, so we get we get a brief cut of that, and then we... <laughs> Jenny's reassuring you. <laughs> that was a good time. Um, it was astute, yes. <laughs> we, we get to probably what is the coolest Falcon scene in the MCU so far. Uh, he is working with the Air Force now, and he is on a mission to save a captured captain by, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce the name, uh, Bartok? Bartok? Yeah, Bartok. Yeah, like he, he was in uh, the Winter Soldier who Captain America fought, so um, kind of a cool callback because the Winter Soldier is the first movie the Falcon is in. So we, we get a little bit of that, um, you know, we get kind of like a really, really just cool action scene throughout it. Um, Pulaski, I'll start with you. Is there anything maybe you picked up on or anything you just want to point out from this scene? Uh, I mean, this scene was pretty dope. The, uh, I mean, the, the you know, bad guys all having uh, wingsuits when they're jumping out of these planes, flying around and stuff is pretty cool. Um, the, I mean, as you said, like, easily the best scene for Falcon in the MCU because he pretty much didn't really... Uh, have any cool scenes compared to all the other main characters but it, it was cool to see him actually doing stuff that wasn't uh like off screen or like you right. hear about him and stuff you actually get to see him doing his uh like falcon stuff it's not a proxy of captain America. yeah yeah falcon. yeah 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 exactly it's not an extension of cap and his uh <laughs> the way he he fights and everything it's it's fully falcon and everything so it was cool to see that Brian, did you uh, did you have any notes on this? Uh, well, yeah, I'll agree with that. And I think we've seen a lot more skill from Falcon in this first scene than we have before. It's sort of like what happened with Captain America from Captain America 1 to Winter Soldier, where he became a much bigger badass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like in the opening scene, uh, it was cool to see the parallels between uh, Falcon fighting uh, Baltrock, that whatever his the name tr- is. I just can't, like, I cannot just, pronounce yeah. like <laughs> just like Captain America did, but as we can see, Captain America kicked his ass while Falcon did not. So uh, he's he's got a lot of work to do if he wants if he's going to actually take up the mantle of Captain America. It's it's a hard handicap when you don't have the super soldier serum inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jenny, Tim, did you guys have anything to add kind of to this scene? I thought it was pretty impressive when he was going through those little clip things that his wings didn't get stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of two, Star Wars. It reminded me of two separate Yeah. Number so, one was the pod racing scene from I, House, uh, Phantom Menace. I literally yeah. have pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is reminded me of uh, The Dark Knight Rises with Bane, yeah. the opening scene on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so you know, we, maybe it was just because they were on a plane. <laughs> oh yeah, that's very possible. Just fighting on a plane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we get this kind of cool scene, and then we get to uh, you know, Falcon saves the day. He saves uh, Vasant, who was a captain 
I guess, you know, again, I need to learn my lesson from WandaVision and not think that every small detail in these shows means something. it's more fun that way. But also, you know, the show is setting up the Flag Smashers as kind of one of the bigger, bad, big bad groups of the of the show. So, you know, my guess is probably Bar- uh, Bartok is probably a part of this group. What does Vassant know, slash what does he do that gets him abducted? You know, you know, we're, they're trying to get him to Libya so that the, you know, Air Force cannot intervene. It kind of leads to questions as to what exactly are they trying to get to? Yeah, yeah it was a little confusing because I kept being like, who is this guy that they're like yeah. they captured? Like just some like random soldier? Well, we like, don't we don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is it just exposition. Just, it it could be. just be some random guy. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't go through all that work just to save one guy. They'd be like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was also the like, Avengers do, Jeff. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was it's low crime right now, so they're. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was curious why they kidnapped him. I'm hoping the same thing. Like, like what they did in Winter Soldier, where they go back and kind of loop it in together. Like why they stole the ship, mm-hmm. that whole area. So yeah, I hope we learn more about the guy who was kidnapped. If we learned anything from Back to the Future, it's that the Libyans are always the bad guys. Tim, Back to the Future. Careful where we're going. <laughs> um, so so we get this kind of scene, and then we get a brief kind of scene at um, just maybe like kind of like a little character background for both the Falcon and a uh, new character, Torres, who's kind of the Falcon's buddy here in the army. Uh, it gets a little backstory as to probably who's going to be the main criminal organization, the Flag Smashers. We get the, you know, like the handprints on this screen. You know, we see uh, the Falcon is revered as a hero to everybody, despite he didn't technically bring people back. He was, he was brought back as well. But, <laughs> He also was a part of the final fight, so um, so we get that. Uh, any kind of thoughts about the Flag Smashers so far? We do get a, another brief scene beforehand, uh, but is there any kind of thoughts as to what the Flag Smashers are? Tim? Uh, honestly, the whole thing, the first thing I thought was like, oh, they're just a flash mob, you know? <laughs> they're all going to get together and they're going to yeah, do some dance or something, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. We, we haven't seen anything about them before, so we're just just learning what this organization is, like what they're about. Looks like they might just be into robbing banks or something. I don't know. We'll find out. Brian, I think you're gonna. Uh, yeah, in the talking between Sam and the intelligence officer that was his friend, uh, uh, Torres. Yeah. Torres. He mentioned that they're a terrorist organization. He thought that things were better during the blip, where there were no international borders and everything. So I'm curious of how they're going to try to undo all that. That's their plan, I'm assuming, since they're trying to get to a better time. Yeah. I think was a better time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, like, that scene honestly reminded me of um, Westworld Season 3 with the app, the crime app, because Torres looks at the app and, like, you, you it was one of those, like, augmented reality apps that looked like sort of like Pokemon Go, because right. you see Torres, like, you know... Uh, pointing the camera around and then he finally sees the hand and then he like you know takes a picture and then he shows up to that plaza and you can see all these other people are like doing essentially like pokemon go looking at their phone like you know doing something and then you find out oh it's they're all sort of summoned there because uh whoever this big bad guy is that came out with the two bags um you know 
they orchestrated all these people here to have all these masks just to add confusion uh, so the police don't know, you know, who's actually the bad person. Um, and, you know, they were brought there through this app. So it just reminded me of the Westworld um, season three vibes. But uh, to add on to Brian's point a little more, the um, uh, like the group at large. Yeah, like they liked it when life during the five years during the blip. And when life was halved, essentially. So that, I think, like that theme of like, oh, all these, you know, half a billion people, or, you know, two and a half billion people, three billion people show up all of a sudden again after five years. And it's causing chaos, um, you know, just at a normal human level, which we never saw in any of the other movies. And I think that's a cool... Right. It's, um, it's kind of a hit that we get in WandaVision with Hayward, where he, you know, he talks about like, you don't know what the people who were left behind had to go through what we had to do to keep the lights on and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah and we definitely do get a lot more of that throughout the show. So let's move on. Uh, you know, we kind of get like a quick conversation before the next scene of Sam and Tor's like, you know, Tor's like, Hey, like, you know, what, what happened to you know Steve? Is, is he, is he on the moon somewhere? You know, <laughs> kind of do these jokes and, you know, and again, I, I'm trying not to read into these episodes too much. But also, like, some, you know, with these kind of shows and movies and, you know, universes, it's, if they want us to think something, they show it to us. Is Steve dead? Or is he perhaps, did he perhaps go hit back into his own timeline where, he, you know, because we get that conversation at Endgame where the Ancient One talks about, oh, well, like, the slightest change kind of creates a whole new branch of a timeline. Yeah. Did Steve die? Or, you know, Joe, is he back there? Joe, he's on the moon, bro. <laughs> he very well could be on the moon, too. He got to, like, live out his life with his boo thing, and then he was like... Her name is Peggy, Jen. <laughs> and then he was like, you know what? I mean, I got to live that life, so now I'm going to go back and still, like, fight some crime and shit. Yeah, it's, I like that, too. It's a very interesting thought about the different timelines, because... Like, in the one of the old interviews they had where Peggy was talking to the camera, I was like, oh, Steve saved a thousand men that day, including the man that went on to be my husband. And yeah. I'm assuming they never, they never, they never said that was, if it wasn't Captain America or a different guy. Yeah. So. It is interesting. So, we get the, we get this scene, then we cut to, I'm pretty certain this is the next scene, is we get this scene at Sam at the Smithsonian exhibit talking about Captain America and just his legacy. Yeah. And they put the shield on display, fully signifying that Sam has not embraced the Captain America mantle. He's saying, you know, I'm not worthy of it. We get uh, uh, Colonel James Rhodes there. You know, he, he is there to kind of help support Sam. Kind of something that we, we didn't really catch a lot in the movies, but there were small inklings in Civil War and Infinity War that uh, War Machine and the Falcon were, were pretty close, uh, you know, especially to African-American men, like, kind of bonding in that experience. It, it, in the military it, as well. In the military, yeah. both, both military men, like, it makes a lot of sense those two have that connection. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that kind of continuity. Um, so we get this kind of conversation, whether in the Smithsonian, which has a full Avengers exhibit now, which <laughs> I wish that was real. Right? That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> You're um, going to a museum. I, uh, I, was I yeah, the first museum I've gone to in a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, probably like I think the biggest question, outside of a few other things in this episode, is 
you know, why why do we think Sam doesn't think he's worthy enough of the mantle? Tim, I will start with you. I, I think that you look up, you spend your entire life looking up to Cap, you know? Yeah. And you see everything that Cap has done, and to try to put yourself against that, it's 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 a giant mountain that you need to climb, mm-hmm. you know? So Sam might have done some things throughout the course of the previous MCU universe where he's, like, starting to climb the hill, but he still hit, like, to get on the same level that he thinks you need to be on to be able to be worthy of holding that shield. Um, I just think that he he needs to think he needs to be positive and think about himself and be like, hey, I deserve this. Cap would not have entrusted the shield to me if not if he didn't believe in me, you know? Right. Yeah, like it, it just read, or you know, I when I watched that, it, it felt like he just had imposter syndrome, <laughs> like the whole time, because he, he just didn't feel like, you know, and you watch back the scene from Endgame where, um, you know, he's talking to Cap and everything, and like handing off the shield, and then we see the scene, he's essentially like giving the shield back, and you you hear a quote between him and I think it's Rhodey. And he's like, thank you. Like, he's like almost kind of like quietly, like they weren't expecting him to bring it back. And then they were kind of surprised when he did bring it back and handed it to them. They're like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and then put in the uh, lockbox. Um, any kind of, la- like, you know, this is kind of the last, like, full long scene of Sam. Is there any kind of notes any anywhere on any of the conversations that Sam has had? I just feel kind of bad for him. <laughs> like, I feel like. Those are big fucking shoes to fill, and it is tough. he didn't like quite ask is for the it. Ultimate hero. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so hard to fill Captain yeah. America's shoes. Like when like, when he first met Captain America, he was literally running laps around. Yeah, him. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like there's like, no way he can compete with them. Yeah, I'm not saying he's like not worthy, but it's just like you're no Cap. Right. Yeah. That's hard to be Cap. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, then the question is. Does he really need to be Cap? No. There's a conversation in Spider-Man Far From Home between Happy and Peter Parker where he's like, you're not supposed to be the new Iron Man. Right. Tony wouldn't have wanted that. He wants you to be yourself. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we, we kind of get that, that a little bit of talk about that at the end of the episode where they're talking about, like, you know, America accepts what the heroes who laid down their lives did for us, but we need a new generation of heroes here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we get them. There's a lot more with Sam. So we get our first shot of Bucky in the show. Uh, we get a flashback to when he was the Winter Soldier, and he is in a hotel. He kills probably some either people who are against Hydra or who were with Hydra who failed them or whatever, does that, and he kills a innocent bystander who happened to be who, who just kind of happened to stumble upon this thing, uh, and then we, we you know we realize he's he's dreaming, he's kind of in a shitty apartment, he's sleeping on the floor, uh, and we get to the scene where he's at therapy. First of all, did the Avengers or heroes not have therapy? Because Wanda could use some. Yeah, seriously. It seems like yeah. Sam could use some. Bucky definitely needs some, and he's only getting court-mandated therapy. <laughs> like, like... I think I think we need to address the heroes, no. superpowered heroes, getting a little bit of help. Brian. 
Yeah, I mean, that kind of comes up later. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but we see that the superheroes aren't really taken care of that much. Right, yeah. They, yeah. Everyone just assumes they're going to be fine, and you know, they go get by on some charity, but, I mean, they're never well off, or, you know, it's... Right, like, what the Falcon did the beginning of the episode was, like, worth $100,000, at least. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't give that... You can't... Hey, you know what? Your boat needs... Uh, 1400 in repairs? Like, you know what? We'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jenna, I, I, I was say, like, it always just seems like it's not something any anyone ever thought of because it's like these superhero people just kind of popped up and started, like, doing badass shit, and everyone was just kind of like, okay, yeah, like, you go do that and save the world. But then, like, no one ever really thought, like, oh, yeah. like, do they make money? Like, how, where do they live? Like, I just don't. I don't think anyone like genuinely talks like, about that. Like clocking them out. Um. So, so this like scene, like you mentioned it at the beginning, like Bucky sleeping on the ground like that, waking up from his nightmare. I mean, this is. I when I saw that, I pictured it's an exact callback to um, Winter Soldier, between um, Cap and Falcon, and he says, and they're talking about the bed being too soft. Yep. Um, I'll just read the quote here. It says, your bed is, uh, Sam Wilson, your bed, it's too soft. When I was over there, I slept on the ground and used rock for pillows like a caveman. Now I'm home, lying in my bed, and it's like, and then Cap says, lying on a marshmallow, I feel like I'm going to sink right through the floor. And so, Bucky, sleeping on the ground like, like that, reminded me exactly from that quote. Like, And this is like the first true time Bucky's able to, like, rest. Outside yeah. of his time in Wakanda, like, he yeah. has been fight to fight, brainwashed. Uh, so, you know, this therapy scene, I think, reveals a lot about, I think, what's coming in the season. Uh, you know, the therapist talks about, hey, like, you know, you're making amends, like, what's the three steps? But I think, like, <laughs> something I had written down here is, like, the clear theme of the show, acceptance and moving mm -hmm. on. Both for Bucky and Sam. Bucky yeah. has to accept that, hey, what I did as the Winter Soldier was not me. That is not who I am. And I need to move on from that and you know, become a better person. Sam's similar, accepting probably the mantle of Captain America and, and moving on from the fact that, like, I can, you know, replicate what Steve did. I can yeah. do that symbol. Yeah. Um, so. and I mean, Rhodey, Rhodey, I mean, as to, I mean, circle, circling back to that initial conversation between Rhodey and him, like, Rhodey is kind of like, you should be this person. Like, he's yeah. like, you, like, he's trying to encourage him to be the person, but, you know, he still doesn't believe, uh, Falcon doesn't believe in himself yet. So. Well, especially, like, thinking about, like, the Falcon, Rhodey, and, like, Winter Soldier are probably, like, the only people who could be the Avengers at this point. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Hulk as well, but, like, the Avengers are, I, I, like, I don't even know if the Avengers exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we, we continue through this therapy and we see that. Bucky's working to make amends. He has a list of names of people who he helped get into power as Hydra agents, and he's trying to kind of, you know, going through these steps. And you know, is there anything that maybe you guys saw from these from the scene, like you know, kind of these flashbacks? Uh, Jenny, I'll start with you. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I saw a screenshot on Twitter, I believe, mm -hmm. that Zemo was on the list. Oh. So, okay. yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited to see how he's going to 
You get rolled in the things. For the basic people at home, remind me who is. <laughs> the bad guy in, in Civil War, he is. Yeah, and I think in one of the um, trailers for the series, they mentioned Zemo. Um, He's confirmed to be shown. Yeah, yeah. 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 He has like yeah. his comic accurate mask and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I did not know that Zemo was a comic character. This is Timmy. I'm learning, I'm you, know you know this is all <laughs> You know off air. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we get this, and you know, kind of another line that like was interesting to me was um, the the therapist takes the the phone and she says, "Hey, like." You know, you have hardly 10 numbers in this phone, and you're not answering texts from Sam. Now, obviously, Sam and Bucky weren't best friends. They didn't really know each other, and their main link was Steve, but why do we think Bucky doesn't want to talk to Sam? Tim, I'll start with you. I think that uh, Bucky is trying to move on, make amends, and with his best friend you know, being gone. Right. Um, he, he's trying to move on with his life and maybe hanging out with Sam would be too that time. Yeah, it would be yeah. too It would be, it would be, always be that link to the Avengers to, to cap. And he just needs to clean break, make amends, move on. Okay. Uh, Plosky, do you have anything from, from kind of that or any, anything in the, in the therapy scene? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting how she's, um, the, just their dynamic, because she, like, pulls out the pad and pen. She, she uh, knows his shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, not this again. Like, you're not going to start writing stuff down. No. And, like, kind of gets him to, kinda, like, start talking about stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, we as we can see from, like, the scenes, he's not fully telling the truth. Right. We can see that he's... Making amends, uh, but he's sort of ignoring the first two rules, uh, yeah. somewhat. <laughs> well, I love like the parallel where like he's like, "Hey, I'm Bucky Barnes, James Buchanan Barnes. Like, I'm trying to make amends." And he like flashes wow. the fake smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's a really kind of cool like intercutting scene. Um, any kind of last notes on this therapy scene? I, I I just think it probably gives us a few. Oh, Brian, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Bucky is sort of in the same boat of where Steve was when he came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't know anyone, and I mean, Steve was looking to leave the military possibly in Winter Soldier, but then he's like, "To do what? Really? I yeah. I don't know anything else." And Bucky is in the same thing. The therapist yeah. told him, "You're free to do whatever you want," but then he's like, "I don't know what I want to do." Yeah, For the past seventy years of their lives, they've either lived under cryogenic freeze or yeah. taking orders from other people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, he's like, for the last 90 years, like, he's been, you know, popping in and out of history and, like, an ice cube, to, yeah. basically. Like, he has never had any agency to do anything he wanted to Dude, do. If they set Bucky up with a TikTok, oh, he, could, he could get some sponsored deals, he could earn some cash... And he'd be good to go. Yo, like, TikTok oh, money. Yeah, all right, y'all. Like now, like a, n- a new story from 1920 coming up. Well, he like, could do some like cool shit with his like robot arm. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my se- to our second uh, sponsor. It is TikTok. Uh, <laughs> are you looking to make a quick video like Vine used to do? <laughs> TikTok, know. it's a wonderful program. I, I don't know shit about TikTok. Anyway, so we, we move past <laughs> this, um, <laughs> and we get like kind of a 
you know, quick scene with Bucky and an older gentleman uh, named Yuri, and it's going to be a real awkward conversation coming because it turns out that Yuri, who Bucky's been hanging out with, is the father of the man he killed on one of his missions as a soldier. I feel like it's... It's it's gonna come out at some point. Uh, yeah, Pulaski. How do you think this is probably gonna go? Not yeah. well. When Bucky's on the date with the um, the bartender, she the, which Yuri who Yuri sets him up with, but, the cool wingman. Yeah, yeah, great wingman. And then you know you you can tell that he just feels like so much guilt, and he goes he goes back to see Yuri, and you can tell he's like he had the like courage and the momentum to like say it, and then you, he opens the door and you see. Um, Yuri's shrine to his son. I know that I, I don't know the actual name of it, but I know in like Japanese culture that that's a very common thing that they do for their ancestors right. or for um, family members that have passed away. So like, and then you see Bucky kind of like see that, and he's just like, I, I you can see him like, Fuck. yeah, <laughs> not he's wanting not to add more. Yet. Yeah, and yeah. it, it, I just don't. I think Yuri. Will be. I think it's gonna be one of those things where Yuri's gonna be upset at first, and then he'll come around because Bucky has been his friend for however long, last few years or something. You know, I think if Bucky, you know, comes out the right way and talks to him the right way, it could be better. But I, I feel like I know. Yuri's gonna find out some other way, I know. and it's gonna end. Not it's great, always but. better if it comes like from the horse's mouth. Yeah, right. but I feel like it's gonna be one of two ways. He's either gonna be like hella pissed, and yeah. the, or he'll be like. But you've like been a son to me now, and yeah, like, you know, and it's... you were brain what? Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. like also like yeah, yeah. like the, the thing that like blows my mind like in this series so far is just like, do people not know who Bucky is because yeah. he was on national news in the Civil War? Like, <laughs> like this guy bombed the uh, I forget what city they were in when Berlin, but yeah, the Berlin bombings like. Yeah, like he was like national news is like, and he's all over museums. It's like, do, do, do people not know who this guy is? It's like Clark Kent, you know, cut his hair and he's a completely different person. Yeah, Throw on right. some glasses. I, I guess he does have shorter hair now, so it does. <laughs> which <laughs> so. I am digging. <laughs> Brian, yeah, um, I think it's clear that he befriended this guy because he knew that he killed his son. Mm. Yeah, and. This is the first time he's actually had to really see the consequences of his actions mm-hmm. as a Winter Soldier. And like you said, he was brainwashed the entire thing. But like when he's talking to Steve at one point, he's like, yeah, it wasn't my choice, but I still did it. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. it's, it's hard to separate like the guilt from the blame. Yeah. Because the... I mean, I, I think Bucky said, I don't know if it's in the, I think he said this in the movies before, but you know, he's like, been aware like he's like sort of like a passenger almost As, like when um uh i can't remember the, the bad the bad guy that we were talking about um, zemo. zemo um as he's like in civil war he's like reciting um uh bucky's like activation codes and you can see bucky be like no 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 like because yeah. you know he knows, he knows what's, what's gonna yeah. happen and like he won't be able to control his That's actions worse. yeah yeah uh absolutely uh any kind of like I guess, like, we did, we did kind of skip ahead because there is a scene between Bucky and his date, but, like, it, it, is, it is kind of Bucky's scene yeah. in this episode is him kind of... We, we get an idea of where he's at currently. Is there any last notes on Bucky before we move I'm on rooting, to Sam's I'm story? I'm rooting for him. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to. Hey, we're, we're all proponents of mental health. I stand. Better. I stand for Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yeah, no, Sebastian just Stan. Stan. <laughs> just the fact that I mean, he's he's been trying to tell Yuri about this for a long time because, right, yeah. like, when we first met Yuri, he's like, he's like, oh, let's go. We always go to lunch on Wednesdays, so yeah. it's never been a regular thing for a while yeah. now. That means like months at least, and he yeah. still hasn't had the courage to yeah bring it up. Yeah. How, how did they meet? Okay. Well, I think I, I'm not sure. Bucky he went and sought him out. Probably for sure. sought him out. Yeah. And yeah. Like they probably lived in the list. same apartment building yeah. and was just like. Oh, Is it like hey. a like a big brother, big sister thing? Like you you adopt <laughs> sure. an old person? Like. <laughs> well, there he's probably older than Yuri. I mean, he is older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So moving on from Bucky, you know, we we get these scenes with Sam and we see you know he's back in he's back in Louisiana. Yeah. He's back with his sister Sarah and her you know his nephews. Uh, and we, and we, we learned that, you know, his parents are dead and they left him and his sister, their family boat, their family house. The boat is not doing well, you know, during the five years that Sam was gone, you know, pe- people probably weren't traveling to tourist traps. They were trying to figure out how to move on from their family just disappearing out of thin air. Um, <laughs> nothing to help better to help you than some shrimp it, to it, get over your last mile. Here's Probably. an idea. We call the ship Falcon, and we just advertise, hey, for $50, you can get a picture and autograph from Falcon, and he'll, like, fly you around with his wings. <laughs> right. Boat saved. Right, yeah. I, that's I think cheap. he just solved Saves. their money problem. Yeah. Com- Comic-Con charged, like, 200 bucks for yeah. pictures. It costs $300 to get a picture of Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they could be making so much money. I mean, so by that standard, it would be 25 bucks for Falcon. <laughs> Come on. Hey, he's trying, all right? He's he can fly, on. at least. Um, um, yeah. So one kind of thing, like, I picked up with uh, Sam and his sister's, rea- you know, interactions is Sarah clearly has resentment, not only for Falcon, you know, or Sam being the Falcon, and like, being, like, kind of this public famous figure, but also... You know, being gone for five years, but I also think there's resentment. Remember, before the snap, he was on the run from the law, so he was not able to help her out. Mm-hmm. So really, he's been away from her fam- his family for seven years at this point. I think there's a lot of resentment. And then that. he just shows up, and like she's like, "No, this is what we have to do to like keep right. us afloat." And he's yeah. like, "No, we're not going to do I it." Want, I want be, my house. I'd be kind of pissed too. I'd be like, yeah. "Bro, you haven't been around for the last seven years, you and now you're you going to show a, up." And yeah, you don't get a say in yeah. like what's going on right. because you could have had your say for the last seven years. Well, last, two, two of the last two, yeah. two of the last seven years. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's more like that. She and her kids had to move on and like learn how to survive with with him being gone them thinking that he's dead they had to move on and learn how to live their lives when with their uncle and brother dead and then he shows up again and you know it it, there's tension there it's like obviously she's happy and wants her brother back um, but also at the same time, he's been gone for yeah. effectively also, seven years. Yeah, so. she's like quite literally kept the ship afloat for the past yeah. seven years. And so now he comes in trying to call the shots and she's like, uh, no, back the fuck off. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's processing the fact that he's been gone. He's like, what do you mean? Right, We're not yeah. selling shrimp anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there were no shrimp, man. Thanos snapped that shit yeah. away. <laughs> Brian, uh, any kind of thoughts here on Sam and Sarah's relationship? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that and basically the larger social consequences of the blip and everyone coming yeah. back. You see the resentment between Sarah and Sam, but you also see it between everyone who was here, which is basically the Flag Smashers. Yeah. They think it was better when everyone was gone. And there's a quote earlier between Sam and uh, the intelligence guy. What was his name? Uh, Torres. Torres. uh, And uh, Sam says, every time something gets better for one group, it gets worse for others. (laughs) Yeah. That was the truth. And and so everyone who had to stay and suffer through those five years, and then when everyone comes back, their resources like get cut off again because you can see right. when they're trying to get the loan sam's like oh i know we qualify for this loan and he's like ah, well before yeah but things have tightened up a lot since everyone has I come mean, back the, the global economy shitty. must be in shambles oh, absolutely. yeah yeah at this point like like it's you just had half the people come back and have to like divide this among like, everybody yeah well we yeah. already got rid of your 401k yeah. right. and like we paid out your life insurance yeah. like yeah. I mean yeah. oh no that's an act of that... god it would not pay out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there are it, it was like a they little humorous yeah a little humorous when it was like oh you didn't have any income for the last five years it's like bro I didn't exist yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't bro. know what yeah, like, that's what, I think they said, I can't remember the exact number, but they said it was, you know, a couple months, I want to say, like, five months, six months since the blip, and, like... Yeah, I think confirmed, like, MCU, like, timeline-wise, it's Endgame, and, like, six months later, it's Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, nine months, or, actually, I think WandaVision's, like, two weeks after. Yeah. yeah. Six months is Falcon Winter Soldier, and, like, eight months is Far From Home. Yeah. So, for, um... For, for, like, Falcon, you, you, you hear them talking about, like, uh, you know, we see it dropped in multiple conversations, you know, between Falcon and his sister and everything. But th- I'm in very intrigued to see the global concept because, you know, the workforce was halved for yeah. five years. <laughs> and then five years is a long time. And in that time, you know, the people that survive, obviously... Start new lives as as new, new laws are in place, new yeah, policies are the in place. Entirely yeah. different world, and then un- all those people come back. And I mean, after Endgame, th- that was a question or like a thought that I fixated on for so long. I was like, well, what happens now? Right. <laughs> so like, I'm very I'm glad that we're seeing some of these like come the ramifications. Yeah, it actually. Is uh, good. To, yeah, yeah it, it's kind of like if you think about it. We have been through this pandemic for a full year. Yeah. And if, like, we've already seen the kind of changes that have come about just from this past year. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, masks everywhere, like, uh, capacity limits, stuff like that. And think about, like, granted the pandemic is not over, but in in four more years, Mm -hmm. what is the new normal going to look like? Yeah. Um, So this is the exact same thing that's going on in the MCU universe with after the blip and seeing what happens with everybody coming back. It's, yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Right. Um, any kind of last notes on like, you know, I, I guess like kind of piecing you like, like the Sam and Sarah interactions and the, the, the bank loan scene. Is there any kind of other thoughts on that? Brian, about you? Um, I think it's funny. Just the interaction between the, the, ta- the teller <laughs> yeah. and Sam. It's like, I know you from somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and it's like uh, kind of 
you know, Captain America would be recognized immediately, but yeah. <laughs> Falcon's a B-grade Avenger, so it's like, uh, I need a little bit of help. <laughs> a little flapping. Yeah. Can, can I get a selfie with your, uh, your, your wings out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, after he told me he's not going to give him a Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk about these two scenes kind of in concurrence, because this is... This is where I get my big spicy theory. Oh, here we go. Uh, so we get like this scene with Torres. He's, you know, he's trying to infiltrate the Flag Smashers, get a little bit of intelligence for the army. I think all five of us, we like said like, oh, Torres is sus. Mm. But then like we kind of see this scene. And we're like, okay, maybe he's good. Yeah. Uh, and we see the first kind of inaction thing for the Flag Smashers. They're robbing a bank. I assume it's money. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? But probably money so they can finance their ill deeds. Um, you know, we get this, like, Taurus fights off the cops, and then he goes to a guy who is, like, like Sparta-kicking dudes <laughs> in the fucking lamp post and beats the shit out of Taurus. And then we yeah. get this final scene where it is Sam talking with Taurus about this, and then we get the reveal that the government or whoever has decided... We need a new Captain America. We need a symbol of heroism in this country. So here's my theory. The big, strong flag smasher who, was, who beat the shit out of Taurus, that is the new Captain oh. America. Because he has very like super strength. Maybe he has some form of the super soldier serum inside of him. He, you know, that that is why Russell and people will say, well, the flag smasher person had you know, long hair. Well, guess what? Hair can be cut. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and like or a like wig. The the yeah, or a wig. And yeah. the the eyes. So we know the new the new Captain America is played by Wyatt Russell. Um, the build was kind of similar with them, and I just I I feel like we don't get a new Captain America without it being something. Yeah. Although yeah. I said we get Pietro in. It turned out to be a boner joke. So who knows? Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny though. It depends on who you ask, Tim. I laugh. So so this is this is my big theory for the show. It's like I think the flag smashers have infiltrated the government with this new Captain America. Thoughts on that, I will bring it to the floor. Well, it's something Literally. that I <laughs> Yeah, we are sitting on the floor in case you didn't catch that joke. Um I very much enjoy that theory. I can see that being something that our imagination. I just have I, run away I want with a little bit, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like season one, it like, would be really like, guesses yeah. or episode one guesses. It would be really cool, but I also could see that uh, the MCU apparently like we have better ideas than the MCU sometimes. So. <laughs> more ambitious ideas. Yeah, yeah, more ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Should we be writing a Disney oh, Plus okay. movie? Oh. <laughs> Write this down. Series? Uh, I have been contacted to write a uh, Black Widow series. Uh, we got we got we got we got to work from the we got to work from the ground. Hard, yeah. hard pass. <laughs> um, yeah, that, like that theory, I could I could totally see that playing out. Like if uh, like Falcon, then like at some point finds out that they're the same person, and then he has to take down the fake Captain America, then he thus becoming, oh my like, God. the new Captain America. Like, I could see that. Well, in the trailers, we see there scenes where Bucky and Sam are using the shield. Yeah. Which, also, <laughs> did they just, like, put that shield on display in the Smithsonian? They're like, yep, here we go. Yeah. And then, like, a day later, like, 
we probably need uh, a cutter. And just mind. ripped it out of the fucking <laughs> thing, and we're like, here you go. We're like, or, you know. Did they they never even like, locked the case. They, yeah. like, they, put, right. they closed it, and they were like, you know what, we might need this. And they opened <laughs> like, it back up. <laughs> so, so, like, you know, we, we, we see the shield at some point gets back in Sam and Bucky's uh, possession. Yeah. Um, I, I could be totally wrong, but I just feel like it seems important that we're shown this flag smasher where the rest of the team just seems like a bunch of normal people, but this one is kicking dudes through lampposts and knocking guys out with one punch, similar to how kind of Steve's and Bucky's powers with the Super Soldier Serum yeah. is, is where they're just stronger than, like, way stronger than normal human beings. Yeah, Brian. yeah. And then the question is, where did they get the Super Soldier Serum? Yeah, yeah. Because I thought Bucky stole all whatever they had left in the Civil War. <laughs> Let's just blame it all on Hayward. No, we're done with Hayward. He's a, he's a, he's a dirty child murderer. <laughs> he beats Mephisto. <laughs> Confirm. Joe doesn't get Mephisto in some show soon. We will get we will get Mephisto in ten years. If we're still doing this podcast, I will say I told you it's been brewing for ten years. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, we got it. We we get this new introduction of Captain America and just kind of you know again. I think the bit the big thing for the show is Sam and Bucky have to get into a stage of accepting what their future is, accepting the roles that they have, and moving on from a past of, hey, I'm not a brainwashed shoulder, and hey, I'm not the sidekick to Captain America. <laughs> I am my own hero. I am my own person. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that's the big kind of themes. At, you know, maybe it's like some kind of big overarching theme of, you know, WandaVision was grief. This mm-hmm. is acceptance, you know? Yeah. Are there any other kind of maybe overarching thoughts from this first episode that anybody has? Pulaski. Oh, Jenny, I'll start with you. Oh, I feel like moving on and like... Well, I already said moving on, but yeah. Oh, I thought you said acceptance. Acceptance and moving on, Jenny. Oh. Those are... But keep going. Those are hand in hand. I think they're pretty different, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, like, that was kind of like, you know, with WandaVision, obviously, it's like her coming to terms with losing vision and everything, as we've mm-hmm. discussed in our previous episodes. Go check those out if you uh, haven't listened to this yet. Um, always be plugging. <laughs> always be plugging. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's like, you know, she, at the end of WandaVision, she accepts who she is now. She accepts that Vision's dead. She accepts all this stuff. And she goes off to be, you know, Scarlet Witch, do her Scarlet Witch things. And then we kind of see that here with um, Cap and Bucky that need to sort of accept that. I mean, I, for everyone that's I, I like to that this. we're calling him Cap, by the way. Because <laughs> Sam Elson uh, is Captain America in the MCU as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, we, we you know, we see them, um, like, you know, after Endgame, I mean, so many huge things happen. And then, you know, that's the end of the Infinity Saga. Um, and then, you know, Marvel starting this Phase 4, starting this new thing. So... It's, you know, when a, when a show, when a really good show ends, you everyone feels that sort of, like, heartache. It's like, oh, this show, like, this really good show that I really wanted to end right. and stuff. And, like, that's kind of how I felt with Endgame. It was, like, ending that story. This is starting the new one. Uh, WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier are sort of, like, showing these characters needing to 
go from their like yeah like you know <laughs> uh, B team to become the A team, right. and then they need to realize okay well that's that's all in the past. Now we need to look toward the future. Now we need to become who we you know who we want to be who we need to be for everyone else and so like accepting that that's you know that the past has happened and moving on you right. know that's like i can see especially with bucky and all of his um you know i mean he's just haunted by all of his which i mean if past. i if i was brainwashed to do it like, yeah if i was brainwashed to like drown puppies i'd be like yeah I, that, that would that would that would haunt me for the rest of my life yeah <laughs> brian is there anything kind of from this episode that we haven't touched on that you are thinking about um, for the future. No, I mean, you both touched on mainly everything I was thinking, but yeah, I think WandaVision was more about internal demons and grief. Mm -hmm. and Demon? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say this, the buzzword? Come on. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure a lot of this will also be about moving forward and moving on for... Mm -hmm. uh, Sam and Bucky, but I think it will also deal with a lot of what's going on in normal life for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that we're kind of getting an appreciation for, like, the people who weren't blipped out and it's like, like, this is what we have to, like, this is what we had to go through mm -hmm. without you guys, and now you guys come back, and we have to readjust to a life that we left five years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like very a, interesting. My local donut shop, they all got blipped. I had to yeah. learn to make my own fucking donuts. Right? I can't go back now. I can't go to Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. No. I can't go to that generic shit. Yeah. Yeah, we we got a little bit in Spider-Man Far From Home of like things, you know, things changed, but it was all based in comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, when everyone comes yeah. back in the middle of a basketball game, right. the marching band is in the middle of the court. Yeah. But this is a lot more grounded in reality and yeah, just... About the difficulties of everything that yeah. like, everyone went through. Yeah, like this definitely feels more like the human side to. I mean, no, because like Bucky, Bucky and um, well, yeah. Falcon are like you know. I mean, they don't really. I mean, Bucky has the super or superhero or super soldier serum, but you know, Cap or Falk doesn't. He's uh, not going have to space you know? anytime. Yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. He's not doing. Yeah, he's not Aww. exactly. You know, he's not doing all these <laughs> cool things. So uh, who knows. You know, it's definitely the more human side of uh, the hero yeah. class. Well, I'm, hold, like, I'm holding know, out for the finale to take place on the moon. So. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, tease the moon. The, uh, episode one called that. You know, what, uh, <laughs> Confirmed. You know, in Avengers comic number 382, Mephisto lived on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny, Tim, do you guys have any kind of lasting thoughts on the show first episode? Uh, I think, for me, it's too early to have any good Good theories. Well, yeah. uh, maybe we'll check in after next episode, though. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. There are only, I, I believe, six episodes in this, so it will, it, uh, It'll we'll get a lot of information very quick. All right. Jen? Um, no, overall, I liked it. I know we, like, very, very briefly touched on it, but I still, for some reason, find Torres to be a little sus. Maybe that's mm -hmm. just where my mind went in the beginning, and now I can't get off it. Well, we but... all thought Alexander Pierce was a good guy, and then halfway through, he was like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm the leader of Hydra. So, um, yeah. It, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Spoilers! Yeah, Tim, Tim and Jenny haven't seen Winter Soldier, the best MCU movie. Um, I've seen it once. It's been a long time. I haven't, which I probably should have watched that before doing this. The introduction of the two main characters of the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you know what? It's okay. We're like I said, we're here for comic relief. You want to yeah. watch it hungover tomorrow? 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, that that's kind of episode one. There really isn't, like, a lot of, like, like a lot to dig into. Similar to WandaVision where, you know, the first two episodes, yeah. there wasn't a lot to, like... Yeah. There was a lot of intrigue, but it wasn't, like, oh, there's so much to, like, dig into the story. So, no. yeah. it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Obviously, I think probably episode two will start to reveal... Uh, Zemo and Sharon Carter, who are supposed to play big roles in this as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Um, but yeah, th- that was episode one. If you guys are listening, you know, com- you know, come reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, wherever the hell we are. Um, you know, reach out to us on there. Share Follow share. our Etsy page. Yeah, yeah, Tim, yeah. Tim's been doing some uh, naked drawings. Uh, <laughs> Mephisto. Uh, the Falcon. <laughs> Mephisto. Uh, he's got a really cool demon dick. It's, so all, <laughs> it's all Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna beat Mephisto into the ground until he appears. Until Nicolas Cage appears as playing Oh my Mephisto. god, stop, Tim would stop. die. I can only get so hard. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, we, we, you know, if you, if you have any theories that maybe we didn't touch upon or any thoughts that we didn't touch upon, you know, please reach out to us. We want to, we want to get as many theories out there. We want to yeah. be thinking about Let us know how wrong we are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was talking about Mephisto for nine weeks and then <laughs> he didn't fucking, I, I was talking about Pietro for four. He, 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 he ended up being Ralph Boner. So. Well, that's unbelievable. Clearly, I don't know shit about this show. So. You know, and that's out, why that's why we're the best for people Damn who right. don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, if you're listening, uh, you guys Big are fans. the greatest af- actors ever, and you should come on our show. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, any last notes on Falcon Winter Soldier before we close out? I think it'll be a good season. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm excited I, to see what I, I, This was the show I was most excited for because I feel like yeah. we're going to get a lot of Winter Soldier, Civil mm. War vibes, which are two of my, the two favorite movies of the MCU so far. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm exci- I mean personally I'm excited for Loki. But, Same. But we'll get to th- we'll get to that. That's, yeah. you know, that's June's problem. Yeah, yeah. Um soon. Who's awesome. June? Who's June? Like the month. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Uh, it's a joke. The oh, it's, the, it's a joke. Chi- it's a joke. To oh, me. he made China's it funny. Calendar, June. Brian, um, leave the humor to us, all right? <laughs> Despite you saying that you and Jenny are the co- comedic reliefs. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. this has been Marvel Vision, the Common Man's MCU podcast. Please uh, give us a like and subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever the hell you listen to po- podcasts. We're there. Um, guys, anything else? Anything you want to plug? Other than Mephisto dick drawings. Uh, I like to plug my second favorite podcast, The Beer Bros. Oh, who's on that? Uh, Rob and some other guy. I don't know. I heard that guy's going to get fired. <laughs> I heard he's like he's really like, into devil worship. <laughs> sometimes. And, and Mephisto? And Shukuna <laughs> reports. Yeah, I heard the other guy's getting canceled. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, the but dev- if you think we're if you think we're doing a good job, feel free to contribute to the to the to the fund. Uh, oh, Venmo, yeah. Tim, you guys stop, at- <laughs> <Tim. laughs> stop asking people for money. Uh, all right, we're getting off the rails here, guys. Thank you for listening to us. We will be back next week to talk about episode. It, it feels good to have like you know we're going to talk about a season from the start to finish. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll be back for episode two next week of Marvel Vision, um, or for for Winter Soldier episode. Yeah. 
three officially of Marvel Vision. Uh, but again, drop theories, drop likes, drop comments below on wherever the hell you find us, and we will we will we will feature it on the show. Yeah. Uh, but till then, everybody, you guys have a great time. Stay safe and keep it uh, sleazy. Keep Thanks it sleazy. for listening and podcasters disassemble. <gasps>